Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Life is full of unexpected experiences. One minute you're driving, then next minute you're watching a man burn alive. Or let's say you're working at raising money by selling candy bars to the locals around the apartment where you live. And you encounter a man with complete disregard for how he greets his guests. Listeners, I have for you 12 not-safe-for-work stories, so any little ears, kitties around, either skip this one or put them to bed. <laughs> because these 12 true what-the-fuck stories, ranging from bizarre, disturbing, and just downright awful, have been narrated just for you. So before your weekend starts, let's listen to some very WTF, not safe for work tales. Monkey Madness This story has been around on the net for a while now. Who knows if it actually happened or not, but it's an interesting read. As a man that has reached the ripe old age of 48, I can promise you I've seen some shit go down. This one totally takes the cake for me though. I was waiting out front of a truck stop back in the mid 80s, sitting on a park bench with a guy that had a big Rottweiler who was on a leash. I tried to make small talk but he was quite a sourpuss. So we sat in silence for a few minutes until the most unexpected thing I have ever seen happened right before my very eyes. While we were sitting there, a big 18-wheeler pulls in without a trailer, otherwise known as a bobtail. So he parks right up front like a normal car would. Inside the cab of the truck with the driver is a little monkey, the dance for the organ grinder kind. I think they're called rhesus monkeys, perhaps? Well, the dog spots this little monkey and proceeds to go apeshit over it, lunging at the end of his leash and barking at the top of his lungs, generally making a real spectacle of himself, to say the least. The driver is obviously upset, but not nearly as much as the monkey is. Actually... Upset may be the wrong adjective to use for the monkey, though. In retrospect, I think eagerly aggressive may be a more appropriate description for his disposition. He was pacing the dashboard back and forth, never taking his eyes off this very aggravated dog. The driver opened his little triangle window, that they don't make on cars anymore, the ones made for smokers back in the day. He yells out to the douchebag to call his dog off, because it is upsetting his monkey. The guy laughs and says, no way. I told you he was a jerk, didn't I? Says that his dog ain't bothering nobody. But the dog hasn't shut up since he laid eyes on the monkey. I promise you he is bothering everybody for several blocks around. Now, here's where things start to get interesting. The driver says that if he doesn't if call his dog off, dog he's gonna let his monkey I'm loose on that dog. Douchebag laughs and says that his <laughs> dog would eat that monkey alive. Upon hearing this, the driver leans open and reaches into his glove box, I guess, pulls out one of those tiny baseball bats like he used to get at Astroworld or carnivals, and places it in the monkey's hand. The monkey obviously knows what's about to go down, because he is now trying to squeeze out that little triangular window I mentioned earlier. This monkey has murder in his eyes, if I have ever seen it. Driver hollers, Last chance to save your dog's ass, man. In response, Douchebag lets his dog off the leash. Now we have a situation that has escalated to the point where we have a dog jumping out at the window and a monkey screaming profanities right back at him. Well, 
the driver finally rolls down the regular window and out leaps all kinds of miniature primate hell. The dog never knew what hit him. Quick as a flash, this monkey is riding on the back of this dog's neck, his two back feet all wrapped up in his neck fur, with one hand hanging onto an ear. The other hand, as you may have guessed by now, is steadily and mercilessly raining down blows about his dog's head and face. I mean hard blows. You can hear them. Whap, whap, whap. Well, it only took a moment for the dog to realize he was in way over his head. He bolts, yelping bloody murder as he runs away at full speed. I mean, this dog is running so fucking hard, he's throwing up tufts of grass and dirt as soon as he leaves the pavement. The monkey's still riding him and beating on him the whole time. Douchebag acts like he wants to fight now, but several people, including myself, stepped in to stop that nonsense. In a couple of minutes or so, the little monkey comes loping back with his little bat still in hand and leaps up into the still window of the truck to await his master who has gone on into the store. The wanker ran off to try and find his dog, but I don't know if he ever did. My ride showed up and I had to go. Never again in this lifetime will I see something so totally crazy and unexpected like that. I am both fortunate and humble to have been so privileged to be present for such an event. A Man on Fire When I was a teenager, my mother, my grandmother and I stopped our car when we saw a crash convertible on the side of the road. It was an out-of-the-way road and this man had crashed into a tree. We stopped and went up to the car. The driver was unconscious and sort of pinned underneath the steering wheel. His face was covered with blood. My mother and my grandmother opened the door and tried to pull him out. I stood in the middle of the street trying to wave down another car to help. This was before cell phones, so we had no way to contact the police. We were hoping someone stronger than us could help pull the man out of the car, or perhaps someone could drive somewhere nearby to call the police. Two or three cars passed. No one stopped. I heard my grandmother cry out. The car had just caught fire. She and my mother still trying to pull the driver out in spite of the fire. I did not have my driver's license, but I moved our car away from the fire just in case. My mum pulled my grandmother away from the car when the flames started coming out from the dashboard. The still unconscious driver was engulfed. Someone had called 911 because the fire department did show up. My grandmother kept trying to go back up there to help. I remember holding her back and telling her she did not want to see what was happening. The paramedics gave us water and wipes to clean up the blood of my mum and my grandma. I don't remember if we talked to the police or not, but we went home because there was nothing else we could do. Shortly thereafter, there was a short article in the newspaper about the accident. It said that the driver had been drinking and that he was awake when the car caught on fire. That upset my mother so much that she debated with herself, but finally went to the funeral home for the showing. She wanted to tell the driver's widow that he was unconscious and he felt no pain. She said she just could not let that woman believe that her spouse had died in fear and agony. To this day, I am still angry at the people who drove by and didn't stop to help. A Summer Job to Remember I worked maintenance at a state park on a river a few summers ago as a college summer job. I had to hop in the river and search for a guy who hadn't surfaced. I remember grabbing clouds of murky water. 
And as I was swimming at the bottom of the river, I was thinking, I'm going to feel a body any second now. I helped pull him out and stood over him while EMS tried to revive him. His eyes were just wide open and had blood coming out of his mouth. He regained consciousness apparently a couple of times, but ultimately passed away. His whole family was around us as we pulled him out of the river, and as EMS did CPR. That was the roughest part, because his kids ranged in the ages of 5 to 15, and his brother's family was also there. They were all crying. I used to spearfish and try to swim to the bottom of rivers for fun, freediving to an extent, but really haven't done either since. I spy with my glass eye. It was 1989. I was maybe 17-ish years old at the time. I lived in the Mexican ghetto of Detroit. I was working the front register at McDonald's. I have a deeper, nice-sounding, monotonic voice, and am a very sociable guy. One of the local prostitutes came in for some food. Most prostitutes would get whatever was the cheapest food that we had. I had seen this prostitute around the hood before, but never talked to her and or used her service. I was just a kid. She ordered food and was hitting on me while her food was being bagged up. She wanted to know if I wanted to meet her after my shift ended. I explained to her that I was a minor and didn't want to see her after work. She then cackled with an insane laugh and said something like, Well, you're missing out. I will let you fuck my brains out. She then proceeds to pop out a fake glass eye and wave it at me laughing manically. My man just saw me struggling with what I just witnessed and came with her food. He then gave her a few extra bits of food and asked her not to harass the kids or staff. She popped her eye back in and took off. That was one strange day. I don't feel so good. In my family, everyone goes to conversation camp, around 13 years old. It was generally an awful experience for me. The only friends I made were with a boy who desperately wanted to be anywhere else and with one of the girls in my cabin, who had an undisclosed medical issue and was always sitting out of activities. One day, she and I were fooling around with my camera, when suddenly she says, I don't feel good, and just flops over onto the grass with her eyes closed. I thought she was messing around, so I took her picture and started laughing, but she didn't react. I couldn't wake her up. I got a counsellor to come over and some of the adults carried my friend to the nurse's cabin. An ambulance came to get her and she didn't come back to camp after that, and I have no idea what happened to her. I still have the picture of her laying on the ground, unconscious. Corporate Identity When we got presented with a complete identity makeover, this was done by a designer guy without IT background, and also without firm roots in reality. We, an IT department, have never ever been contacted or consulted before about obviously unnecessary questions like, can this actually be implemented? I mean, I don't really care for the design, but it was our job to make these lucid dreams work, in a way. And boy, he was pissed when we told him what could not be done, and that we hadn't had any budget for this, as nobody told us to plan for it. So, this guy invented a nice looking logo, but he also redesigned all the stationery and letterheads in a way that needed A, a very expensive printing process, and B, which made the text body 
harder to read due to bad font choices, and his ideas could not be implemented on the company's ERP system at all, with the layout rules set by him. There was not even enough space for the articles in invoices, etc. On top of that, he wanted a new font to be used company-wide, one that had to be licensed with a five-digit price tag. I printed a sample of his font and a very similar-looking Windows font and went to the CEO. Can you spot the difference? He actually did find one, a slightly different slant on the lowercase g. Then I told him that that difference came with a £1,200 price tag. He was not impressed. Trigger Happy So, two years ago, I lived with two girls and a boy roommate. A few months in, one of the girls moved out, but since she was dating the other girl, she'd come to visit a lot. Anyway, we're having a party for the 4th of July. The guy, I'll call him Douchebag McGee, DM for short, got very drunk. I think he drank an entire little bottle of Everclear. He started arguing with my other roommate, the girl not being very bright, splashed a cup of water in his face to calm him down. He retaliated by hitting her in the face so hard that she fell to the ground. She went back to her room to wake up her girlfriend. As soon as the roommate left the room, Douchebag McGee drew his gun, which was an open carry attached to his hip at all times. Most of the partygoers quickly bailed the house. DM pointed his gun at a remaining girl and screamed at her to get out. A transgender man stepped in front of her and told DM to do it. The girl quickly left. DM cocked his gun, so the other guy dropped to the ground to protect himself. DM shot this guy. The bullet grazed the other guy's face before he jumped up and ran out of the house. Finally, my girl roommate and her girlfriend came back and we were yelling at him. I don't remember this part as well, but I apparently cussed him out. Anyway, the police came and he got arrested. My roommates decided to move out the next day. I stayed for a few days trying to find somewhere to go before eventually moving home. This was my craziest experience. It took months to deal with the trial. He basically got a slap on the wrist, aggravated assault, and discharge of a firearm. He was only in jail for a few months too. The icing on the cake was when he got out. He asked me if we could still be friends. I obviously told him, hell no. Door to door. I was in high school, about 15 years old, and I was assigned with my best friend by our school to go out and save up money for charity by going door to door, whether this was by selling candy or asking for donations. So it was almost the end of the school day. We decided to leave before the last class to get a head start on the closest neighborhood where I lived. We start going door to door in my apartment building after dropping off our backpacks at my place. And we go to a nearby building. And after about 15 minutes of going door to door, we got to the last floor, finally. And it was pretty creepy. Spiderwebs everywhere. Tons of plants around the doors looking shady. But we decided just to go up there and ask anyways. My friend being a bit shy, I went up to the door first while he stood next to me. I knock on the door, and the guy opens up. In the background, I see the living room, and a couple of cute dogs over there. They jump off and start running towards us. I turn to my friend and say, 
Yo, <laughs> check out the dogs. My friend looked horrified. I don't really pay attention to him and try to keep my eye contact with the guy standing in the doorway, just to be polite. I ask if he would like to donate to our school's charity fundraiser, as one of his dogs leaps up onto my knees. So of course, I look down to pet it, but while looking almost halfway down towards the dog, I notice the man is standing half naked, with his penis out, fully erect. We left as fast as we could. Theater Theatrics I manage a movie theater, and there was a time where we were getting complaints about a guest being loud in one of the auditoriums. I went in and asked the guest to quiet down and let him know that the next time we have to speak with him, we would be asking him to leave. The guest then informed me that the individual making the noise was autistic, and that he was his handler. He apologized and said he would do his best to have the guest stay quiet. We then decided to tell any other guests who would come and complain that we would be able to help them with a refund, etc. But that we weren't going to kick out a disabled guest for something out of his control. Many, many complaints later, we decided to go back and speak with the handler. I asked him to step outside and talk to me, and another manager. His reaction was very typical and seemed non-problematic. He said, sure, no worries. And as I turned around to head out of the theater, the handler stands up in the middle of the movie and starts yelling and cussing at the disabled guests and shouting that he is fed up and doesn't get paid enough, etc, etc. He then threw his drink at them and stormed out of the theater. We tried stopping him, but he just stormed out and said he doesn't get paid enough. The guests still in the theater began freaking out and screaming, lifted up his shirt, shoved the other manager, peed in a 3D glasses recycling box, and ran out of the building with two drunk chicks. The whole thing happened within a minute and a half, and we were all just standing there, unable to comprehend what we just saw. Definitely bizarre. My crazy cousin. I went out with my cousin and her husband for the first and last time. She was working as a stripper at the time, and wanted to go to her club to hang out. I didn't know it then, but she, and maybe her husband, dunno, took crank, low-grade meth, while we were there. We left, husband was driving, my cousin went ballistic, because she felt he had spent too much money on this one girl at the club. Cousin didn't like the girl because she sells blowjobs to Mexicans. I did not know they were like this, honestly. We were at the interstate, she was screaming at him for blowing this money, and kept saying she wanted out of the car. He stopped, she got out, and he said he was just going to the next exit and coming back around to pick her up. He did so, she refused to get into the car. He got out to pick her up and put her in the car, she was fighting it. I got in the driver's seat, he then got her inside properly, hopped in, and I started driving. She was kicking the windows, kicked the rear windshield, and one of the rear side windows out. I stopped at a stop sign. He got out and was yelling about her having kicked out the windows, and then punched in a window himself. Okay, good job, bud. He got back in. I continued driving, entering their trailer park, of course, and there was a large speed bump. As I was slowing down for this, he said, Slow down! I said, I am! To which he replied, 
she's jumping out! And she was in fact jumping out of the rear hatch. Because as mentioned previously, the glass was gone. I stopped. She fell out, skinned her knee, but was otherwise okay. He picked her up again and put her back in again. And I finished the drive to the trailer, to which I had never seen or visited before. The place was filthy. Trash, clothes, food, everywhere. There was a friend of theirs minding their four kids. He left. Cousins went into the bedroom and had a fit. Husband and I were just kind of standing there. He went wide-eyed and said, Oh shit! And picked up the phone. This was long enough ago that everyone still had landlines. She was on the phone with 911, reporting that her husband had beaten her. He went into the bedroom she had trashed completely. She had broken in the bed and dresser, had tossed the closet around, and dumped every drawer. I really wanted to go home. But my car was where we had met up for dinner. Husband couldn't drive me to it, as the police would assume he had run away. The police arrived, saw the state of the house, and asked if there were children there. Yes, there was. So they called the Department of Family and Child Services. I went outside, and related the whole story to an officer. They said that this was not the first time that my cousin had falsely reported being abused by her husband. They then said that they were leaving without arresting anyone, but that the children could not stay in the trailer in that state. The Department of Family and Child Services came to take the kids away. In the meantime, I had called my crazy cousin's brother. He's a good guy, totally sane. He came over and we convinced DFACS to let us take the kids to our grandparents' house rather than foster homes. By this time, it was 5.30 a.m. I remember my grandfather saying, I don't know why you were with them last night, but I'm glad you were. I said, I don't know either, and I won't be there again. And that was about it. The kids stayed with the family until DFACS was satisfied that the trailer was livable. And I didn't hang out with my cousin ever again. One Hot Test Tube When I was in school, there was a boy in my year that I tended to stay away from, as did most of the girls. He was one of those boys who went around groping girls and pulling at their bras for the heck of it. I don't know if he was being serious, or if he was actually just saying it to annoy me, but he used to follow me around, saying that he liked me on some days, and then turn around on others and say that no man would ever like me because I was hideous. Being a romantic, which is a person who experiences little or no romantic attraction to others. I couldn't have returned his feelings even if I'd tried. Not that I would have wanted to. Anyway, one day I was in science class, and I had to work with him because he and the boy that he sat beside in class couldn't be trusted to work together, and the teacher knew that I had enough experience to ignore him and get on with it. I didn't want to do it, but I did. Nobody really knows if he did it because he wanted to bully me, or if he was acting out because he liked me. But while I was off getting some equipment for the practical experiment, he heated a test tube up in the Bunsen burner, and when I came back to the table, he purposely put it in a position where I had no choice but to pick up what I trusted was an unheated test tube, only to find that he had in fact heated it up to a very high temperature. What the fuck? was my essential response, although I didn't dare to swear in class. I permanently lost most of the feeling in the pads of three fingers on my left hand, due to the burns. 
which he found to be very amusing. Elijah the Prophet What's my most what-the-fuck moment? I would say meeting Elijah the Prophet in Hawaii. I was traveling and this guy in his mid-sixties clearly needed meds. But I like stories, so I listened to him explain the end times. We were both looking for places to camp on the beach. He explained that Bill Gates was an archangel and would turn over all his wealth to Elijah when he came up with a revolutionary surfboard invention. Then he'd be able to preach the return of Jesus to the world, and Christ would return. All he needed was his bride to represent the church. He suddenly switched from a curiosity to unstable when I asked him where he got the two bottles of wine he had pulled from his backpack. He went into a rant about how he was tired of waiting for God to provide, and that he had shoplifted them. About that time I was feeling unsafe, and a car pulled into the parking area. I quickly made friends with this new stranger, put my trust in him, and he drove me back to civilization, and I found a different beach to sleep at. I have traveled the world, and three out of the five craziest people in the world I met are in Hawaii on that trip. One was Elijah, two was one of those intense crystals and aliens people that told me drinking your own urine is the most nutrient-rich thing you can drink, and how he was building a crystal pendant that… well, I couldn't follow it. Some sort of beacon for healing radio frequencies from aliens, and three was a surfer who just told me an elaborate lie about his life as a pro surfer who had been set to marry some princess but gave away all his possessions to live on the beach. While I was there, he asked for my help moving, which mysteriously fell through and he pretended to book a flight to come visit me at home, gave me airline and arrival times and everything. Why lie to a stranger? He didn't get money from me. It didn't seduce me. He was fun to hang out with and I liked his stories. And then randomly, he promised another woman money and his car. I think it was just an elaborate way to make friends. Maybe he's a sociopath. Definitely a what the fuck story. Well, those are some weird, strange and messed up stories. The two stories that will stick in my memory for a long time is the first one about the burning man in the car that pinned him to the ground, and the second story about picking up a test tube and losing feeling in three of your fingers. That's so awful and I'd imagine there were no repercussions for the child that did this. Some seriously messed up people out there. And having to tell the spouse of the deceased that he didn't die in pain is harrowing in itself. Of all these stories, listeners, which ones weirded you out the most? Which story was the most WTF for you? Let me know. I'm interested in why it weirds you out, and it's always the why that makes the explanations oh so interesting. Now, have yourself a fantastic weekend, and next week, there will be no sleeps and listener stories. I cannot wait to bring them to your awesome ears, and as always, till next time.